Hello, everyone. Welcome to the debut episode of Belly Up Fantasy Live Hockey Edition. Yeah, what's new? It's, it's uh, grass is green, water's wet. Kind of came the league with in points. In that first period, and they've been able to hang on to the lead. Here's Evander Kane trying to get away from Chikrin. He's gone. Speaking of coaching, really quick, I'm curious to see if the situation with Vegas right now, their coaches are all in COVID protocol. They saw round out the power play contest. One other thing I noticed, especially with the time on ice, you know, you look at Bo Horvat, he's got under 19 minutes, and then Mitch Marner has over 24 minutes. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Belly Up Fantasy Live, the hockey edition. Sorry, this is just my camera here. I'm your host, Ryan McCarthy. With me, I've got our two two of our fantasy guys here. I've got Alex from the uh, Cannons and Tomahawks podcast. Uh, Alex, how are we doing tonight? Doing great, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing pretty good for a Monday. And also got Jason from the soon-to-be-released Pucks and Piskins podcast. Jason, how are we doing tonight? I'm pretty good. All right. All right. So let's get things let's get things started with some divisional talk. We're going to keep it to about five minutes per division uh, right now. Uh, let's go to the standings, uh, the NHL standings. And this is what's going on here. All right. So let's just go to the Discover Central. Currently, Tampa Bay sits in first place with 50 points. 34 games played. Carolina's in second, 49 points, 33, 33 games played. Florida right behind them at 35 games with 48 points. And then this is where things heat up a little bit. We've got Nashville suddenly climbing in the standings. Uh, they have 37 points in 36 games. They just won their fourth and fifth in a row last night. And right behind them is Chicago uh, with 37 points. But they have but Nashville holds the uh, holds the wins advantage. Uh the Blackhawks have lost two in a row. Columbus, right behind the both of them with 34 points. Dallas, 31. And sitting in last place as the anchor are the Detroit Red Wings with 28 points in 36 games played. Uh, Alex, you seem to have more of a beat on the Central Division considering the the uh, the um, Blue Jackets are in the division. Uh, give us a little bit of insight about what's going on in the Central right now. Yeah, so obviously we have Tampa Bay is – doing Tampa Bay things. They're staying at the top. And right now I don't see anything happening to them. Same thing with Carolina and Florida. Um, Florida took a huge hit though with Aaron Ekblad yeah. getting that injury and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Oh, um, what, what actually happened with that injury? I didn't so he, wind. he broke his leg and he's going to need surgery to fix it. Oh, um, so he's out for about six months. So mm. with that, we have the trade deadline coming up. Um, Florida's the team to keep an eye on to see if they're going to be moving pieces to try and get a defenseman. I could see that. Um, Nashville, though, is kind of coming out of nowhere. They're 7-3-0 in their last 10. Uh, they're on a five-game winning streak. They're, you know, they started underwhelmingly, but now they're kind of starting to heat back up. So they're kind of one of those teams on the bubble. Uh, Chicago's kind of faltered a little bit. Uh, they're three seven and zero in their last ten, so they're not doing too hot, but they're still up there. And then Columbus is Columbus. They are three four and three. 
they're not doing good at all right now. Uh, they lost a back-to-back to Detroit of all teams, so they're not looking too hot. Um, then we got Dallas and Detroit coming up in the rear. Dallas, you know, granted they have a couple games in hand, but they're not looking like the same team they were last year in the playoffs. Um, but overall, the Central, other than Columbus being where they're at and Nashville, it's kind of expected to see these teams landing where they are now with how they've been playing. Hmm. Do you see do you see Columbus trying to make a run somehow? The optimistic side of me says yes, but realistically, I don't see it this year. I think it's kind of a this year's a lost cause. There's so much drama going on, especially with John Tortorella being his last year. Um, there's some rumors at about hope. at least you hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's there's some rumors about who the next coach is going to be, so it's kind of taking over the Blue Jackets Twitter world. Um, so it's one of those things that we'll see what happens um, if he lasts the rest of the year. If they bring in this guy from Sweden that they were talking about, so uh, we'll see. Okay, all right. Now, out of the four teams that are the three teams that are currently. Uh, bowing for that fourth spot, which one do you think ends the season in that fourth playoff in that fourth playoff spot? Jason, I'm going to give it over to you. Well, right now it's looking a lot like Nashville is going to take it. Uh, they've been, like Alex said, they've been uh, really hurling forward uh, the, their last nine games. I think it was. Um, UC Saros started the season off uh, kind of uh, rough, uh, which got them off to a rough start, but he's been pretty solid ever since. So. I'm going to say it's going to be Nashville. Hmm. Yeah, the interesting thing is that uh, uh, is that the they just added. Uh, I actually was on I was on the uh, the Sports Stove podcast last uh, yesterday, and we we're talking about hockey. Uh, so we talked about the uh, the fact that they added one of the best defensemen in the NCAA. Uh, they signed him yesterday to a contract. They they drafted him, I think, 2018. And they signed him to a contract yesterday, so he's one of the best. I got a chance to I actually got a chance to watch him a couple days ago during the Albany Regional uh, for the uh, NCAA tournament. He's a very good defenseman. Uh, he's he's fast. He is uh, he he's a good shooter. He can make plays. He r- goes from end to end. David Fer- David Ference is his name. So that's one that's one name you want to kind of watch out for the next uh, couple weeks if you're uh, if you're a Nashville fan. Or if you're a fantasy hockey fan, uh, he might join the team, and we'll see what happens. So, so let's go to the uh, let's go to the, the the Mass Mutual East right now. We've got Washington sitting in first place with 50 points in 34 games. Islanders right behind them at 48 in 35 games. Pittsburgh's in third place with 46 points, 35 games played. Boston 39 points in 31 games. Fifth place, Philadelphia 36 points, 33 games played. New York Rangers 34 points in 34. In 34 games played, uh, and Jersey right behind them, 30 points with 33 points played, and sitting in last place with 15 losses in a row are the Buffalo Sabers with 16 points. Guys, let's go to the let's let's go to the top four in that division. Uh, Alex, let's talk. The, uh, I, I'm looking at the, the resurgence of the resurgence of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Is that a surprise to you? Um. Honestly, yeah, I think there's there's a couple surprises uh, in the East, but yeah, the Penguins they did they started off a little slow and lethargic, and you know I think about 
20 games in, they started to pick it back up. You know, they're 7-2-1 in the last 10. They have Brian Russ, who's doing really well. Jake Gensel, obviously Sidney Crosby. Um, the goaltending is a little odd, though, because, you know, you have Tristan Jari, who is – he's really been up and down this year. Um, so I think that's kind of an issue. And then Casey DeSmith behind him – is the same way. You know, they have a couple games where they're really good and a couple games where they're not. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I think a lot of the management is coming in with the goaltending in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And they're, they're two really young goaltenders. I, I was surprised that they took a risk with the, both of them, uh, especially training Matt Murray to, to, uh, to Ottawa. Unfortunately for him, he's been, uh, he's been on the mend a little bit. Uh, Jason, will talk about that a little bit more when we come to the, 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 the Scotia North. Uh, but, I think the race is going to come down to Washington and the Islanders. Do you think either one of those teams, Jason, do they make a, do they make a trade before the trade deadline to add to their uh, to their rosters, or do you think everything's okay? I can't personally see Washington or the Islanders making any moves before the trade deadline, just because they've been rolling pretty solid uh, on top two teams in the standings. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Is what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, the most disappointing team in the division so far has been the Philadelphia Flyers. They've been streaky late as of mm-hmm. late. Uh, they're actually down to the Buffalo Sabres right now as we speak. Uh, last I saw, the score was 3-1. to one, But does Buffalo break the streak tonight, guys? Yeah, I think so. You, yeah. you guys think so? Okay. Yeah, they're okay. they're playing like a different team tonight than they have the last – 17 games. So it's, I, I think they win. I'm, I'd say it's probably going to be four, two. Okay. Well, right now it is three, one, the third period, almost midway through. Uh, Pittsburgh is actually up on the Islanders two one uh, in the third period right now. Uh, now riddle me this guys. Why, how come the, the New Jersey devils have the Boston Bruins in their back pocket this year? <laughs> They're four zero and one against the the buff the Boston Boston Bruins this year. New Jersey is. I don't know if you got to see the amazing kick save last night by <laughs> uh, by Mackenzie Blackwood in the waning seconds, where just the, the puck's right on the line, just kicks it right out. Just like yeah. pinches it on the post. That that was a solid save. Yeah, the the Devils have actually been kind of a surprise to me uh, as of late. They're. You know, they're kind of starting to come back a little bit. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Probably not. But, no. you know, they have some guys that are picking it up. Kyle Palmieri's doing really well. And Ty Smith is still surprising everybody as that rookie defenseman. He's He looks really good. Yep. He actually leads – he's actually the leader among rookies in assists with 19. And one yesterday with the Palmieri goal. Uh, unfortunately, I think I think Palmieri might be on his way out. Uh, the Mechas – I mean, just the Jets. The Devils might get some good uh, – some good, some good draft picks or draft capital or, or Meyer Leaguer to go uh, with that pick. Uh, but, you know, I, I think if I foresee them, unfortunately, not making the playoffs this year, but I think they've got, they've got and I'm speaking as and partially as I can, even though I'm a Jersey Devils fan, <laughs> that I, I think they have the pieces to make a run next year. But, oh, well, nice next year. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next division, which is the Honda West. Right now we've got – this is going to be the – 
the, the most fun race of all of them, I think. Vegas is in first place, 47 points in 32 games. One point behind them is the Colorado Avalanche, 46 points in 33 games. But Minnesota, three points behind them, 43 points in 32 games. Then St. Louis, 38 points in 35 games. Arizona's right behind them at, at 37 points in 35 games. Los Angeles, 32 points in 32 games. San Jose, 30 points in 33 games. And in last place right now is Anaheim, 28 points in 36 games. Uh, guys, what's your impression with, with the West uh, Division? Again, uh, like the last time we, we talked about, Alex, the, the top three teams are within four points of each other, and that includes Minnesota. So yep. given do, – do you see any of the, those teams making a making a, a run at possibly adding some pieces for a possible a possible playoff run to win that first overall spot in the West Division? Um, Vegas. Short answer: It depends on the status of Petrangelo. Um, he was supposed to be back in the lineup. Was it? I think yesterday, um, and then right before the game, I think it was a practice earlier in the day. He threw on a red no contact jersey. So. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look good for Vegas. Now, I don't know how much longer he'll be out, but still. Uh, Colorado, possibly. Um, if so, it'll probably be, a, I'd say, a bottom six forward. They don't really need a lot of help. You know, I mean, no. between Landeskog, McKinnon, you know, Jonas Donskoy, Matt Calvert, all those guys, I don't think they really need a lot of offensive help. Um, Minnesota, I do. I see, I see them going for a – big defensive piece, like a David Savard type player. Okay. Um, I do see them getting a guy like that. That's a rental, especially for this year. They're doing this well and that, you know, they want to be able to make a push for the cup. And I think they're missing that one piece. Um, so Minnesota, I, yes, I do out of all three of them. I think Minnesota will make the biggest push for something. Okay. Now, Jason, I'm looking at the the, the last the, the next three teams: St. Louis, Arizona, Los Angeles. Los Angeles made a bit of a trade yesterday or the, or this weekend. Uh, they acquired Brennan Lemieux from the New York Rangers for a draft pick in the next couple of seasons, uh, next season. Uh, but out of those th- next three teams, between uh, St. Louis, Arizona, and Los Angeles, do you foresee any of those anybody any of those teams making another tra- another trade to make a, get another piece? Uh, for a possible run to the playoffs. Uh, I did see a rumor floating around today of talk of uh, St. Louis possibly looking at Taylor Hall. Um, It was uh, kind of disregarded uh, by a lot of people, though, so it hasn't – it was just a rumor flying around, but that would be an interesting move uh, for St. Louis to make, I think. you know, a lot of people are bagging on Taylor Hall for, you know, not doing well in Buffalo, but who is doing well in Buffalo? So I think if Taylor Hall goes to a to a pretty good team, I think he'd be a pretty key piece to a, to a run. Yeah, he was pretty. He was a pretty uh, significant portion uh, part of the uh, Coyotes run last year when they got out of the bubble in four games against Nashville and uh, took the stars to, I think a six, I think they, they only lost to him in six games to the, to the stars. Uh, but they, they went pretty far last season uh, in that division with Taylor Hall. Uh, he could be, it could be a, a key cog to somebody's team, whether it be the blues or maybe, maybe they make another deal with the the coyotes if they can afford him. Uh, he's only getting eight mil this year. Uh, so you know, that's, that remains to be seen. All right, we're going to move on to the last division, which is the Scotia North Division. Uh, 
Toronto currently in first place, 46 points in 34 games. Winnipeg in second, 44 points, 35 games. Edmonton, 43 points in 35 games. Then, again, it's really interesting here. Montreal, 37 points sitting in fourth place in 31 games. Calgary right behind them and Vancouver right behind them. They're both they both have 35 points. Calgary has a three has a one game uh, is has a one game um, makeup. Uh, 36 36 games. Vancouver's played 37. And in last place, the Ottawa Senators, the plucky Ottawa Senators, 28 points in 36 games. Jason, you are in, up in the Great White North. Let's talk about the North Division for a bit. Uh, Right now, it's a pretty hot race for first place between Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. Give us your stance on you know, which one of these teams is probably going to be the, the one that's going to make a big, significant addition in the next couple of weeks. Well, I'll just give you a quick update, too. Uh, Toronto and Edmonton are tied right now, too, too. So that tells you how close those two teams are battling for first, and it's, it's really going to be anybody's division. Um, other than that, I I'd like to see the Flames make a move uh, because they're my team and because I think they're I think they're very close to greatness, but there's just something not gelling in the room or on the ice. I don't know what I don't know what's going on there, but there's just something off. And uh, they brought in, of course, the great uh, Daryl Sutter uh, to coach them, and um, that doesn't appear to be working so far, although uh, they did win the last game, so they're playing tonight. So hopefully they can chalk up another win and uh, make a little bit of a run. But I can see the Flames making a move, and I can probably see – I think Montreal is going to make a move. Yeah, I, I know that uh, they acquired Eric Stahl from Buffalo. I know Buffalo yeah. starting to starting the exodus right now. Uh, Eric Stahl is the first guy to go. Uh but as a Calgary Flames fan, which position do you think they need help at the most? That's tough, but I, in my mind, it's defense because on paper we have a great offense. We have, you know, Johnny Goudreau should be performing better than he is. Sean Monahan should be performing better than he is. Lindholm should be performing better than he is. I mean, we're getting the scoring that we are getting is. Uh, on occasion from secondary scoring and if we can get our top guys actually performing to their to their expectations i think we'd have potent offense but um so I'm, i think they would go for uh defense because our defense is uh, struggling our goalies are facing you know upwards of 30 35 shots every night and uh i think we got to get that down all right, so looking at the the rest of the division, uh, Alex is going to hand this over to you. Uh, Montreal, Calgary, Vancouver. Uh, do, do you think I mean, Montreal has some games to make up because they had COVID protocol? You're you're wearing a, the Blue Blanc et Rouge right now. Uh, <laughs> I see you got the Carey Price jersey going. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, out of these three teams, uh, the, the last three teams uh, being Montreal, Calgary, Vancouver, uh, do you, do you agree that the Flames could make a, a run for for defensemen? Uh, does Montreal make a run for some more scoring up front? Does Vancouver probably pick up a defenseman somewhere? Or do you think Tor Toronto, Winnipeg, or uh, Edmonton make another move? Um, Not make another move. I see Winnipeg making a move for a defenseman. I don't know if I see Toronto making a move or not. You know, I've I've seen a lot of speculation with. They, they want to. They want to go after 
a guy like Nick Felino or, um, you know, one of these older kind of gritty forwards, but it's one of those situations that they're playing really well. There's no purpose in changing anything. Um, Montreal, Calgary, and Vancouver, I could see all of them making a move. They're that close to each other, and that one piece could put them over the edge. I think over all of them, I would see Montreal making the biggest splash uh, just because they have the most, in my opinion, they have the most potential. Uh, you know, we some of the guys like Alexander Romanov, and then you have Nick Suzuki and um, just Barry Kokanyemi. You have a bunch of these really young guys, and I, it might take that one older veteran to – help solidify their offense or help kind of kick them into overdrive. Calgary, I could easily see him making a push for a defenseman. Um, same thing with Vancouver because, you know, they're both in negative 12 and negative 20 in goal differential. So it's one of those things that maybe that will help. Maybe that'll help get them those extra couple wins to push them into that four spot for the playoffs. Yeah. I don't see Ottawa doing anything because, you know, Ottawa's – I don't know if they're a lost cause, but I definitely don't see them doing anything. No, and I think Ottawa, that might be more of a, they're going to try and get young guys up. Because earlier today, they put Artem and Nisimov on waivers. Now, right. for what purpose? We don't know. Um, do I see him yeah. going and clearing? Maybe. But I'm not 100% sure. I don't see him making a push. If they're going to do anything, they're going to be selling for sure. Yeah, so we got some. We're gonna we're gonna do some uh, interesting things on on uh, the uh, on our written side of the aisle uh, in next couple, in next week or so with buyers and sellers uh, going into the trade deadline, which is funny enough, two weeks from today. Uh, we'll be doing a. We're gonna try to do a big live show uh, on the trade deadline. We're gonna do some implications of fantasy for uh, for the trade deadline. And I apologize for those of you who are uh, trying to watch on Twitter. We're having some technical difficulties right now. Uh, so let's go to – let's go. Let's switch over to who's hot and who to drop. So, Alex, I know you're, you're a big you're, – you're a big fantasy hockey guy. Uh, who have you been watching on the waiver wires to add, and who have you been adding to subtract, looking to subtract? One of the guys that – you know, it was in my article. I know we talked about it last time, but he's yep. finally back is Kirby Doc. Yep. Um, he is back in the lineup. He played really well his first game. His first game back, uh, their coach said that he looked like the best player on the ice, and I absolutely agree. Um, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. And surprisingly enough, uh, this is kind of a, a bold take, but another one I would keep an eye on is Cole Caulfield with Montreal. I know they just signed him. But they're looking for oh, that. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, they signed him okay. to a three-year. I know they're looking for that extra scoring help, and they're assigning him to Laval. But yeah. don't be surprised if he plays a couple of games and then is brought back up to Montreal, and he could go really well with Nick Suzuki, or maybe a Tyler Toffoli line or something along those lines. Yeah, and, and I know that they just. Uh, they just uh, the Canada just said that they NHL does not have to quarantine for 14 days anymore. They now can only go to seven. Uh, I read the article yesterday on NHL.com and it was for it was for the quote national interest <laughs> unquote <laughs> that they switched over from 14 to seven. Yeah, 
We take our hockey seriously up here. <laughs> uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. As serious as you take your football, but that's another. That's another. Po- that's another podcast for another for another day. Um, so, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because yeah, I mean Laval is right across the street from basically across the street from Montreal. I mean, actually, it's a it's a suburb. So he if the if he gets called up, if he quarantines and then he plays a couple of games, gets his gets his pro game going, and uh, and. Gets called up and hopefully, you know, for Montreal fans, hopefully makes a he makes a can gel with the team and make a run. Uh, yep. Jason, uh, let me just let me just read some off. I'm looking at uh, yes, uh, oh, sorry, it's, uh, uh, on NHL.com for the top ten waiver wire pickups. As I mentioned, David David Ference, uh, formerly of Boston University, signed with he signed with Nashville. I suspect he'll probably go to Milwaukee first for a couple of tune-up games, and then we get called up and help Nashville. But here's a couple more names to look out for: uh, Martin Neckas, uh, I believe is how you, as you say his name, N-E-C-A-S. Uh, he's, Nikash. Uh, Nikash. Okay, thank you, Jason. I appreciate. That's how you they've been saying there. it on the radio, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> oh, up there, that's that's Martin Nachus. He he's been a jackets killer this year, so I've heard his name way too much. Yeah. <laughs> But he's uh, he's one name that's mentioned. Uh, he's been, he's been playing on the on the line with Sebastian Aho uh, on the power play. Uh, as uh, Alex mentioned a couple weeks ago, Eli Toivonen of Nashville. He start he's one name that could be picking up. Uh, Andrew Kopp, Winnipeg Winnipeg Jets forward. As we mentioned, Kirby Dosh, uh, Jared McCann from Pittsburgh. Uh, he's filling in for Evgeny Malkin, so he's probably going to be one name to look at. Uh, and Anthony Beauvillier from the Islanders. Uh, he's been skating with uh, JG Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom. So he's uh, been he's mentioned here. Uh, defenseman on the defensive side. There's a couple of games. There's a couple of names that are they're being considered in the waiver wire. Ty Smith is one of them from uh, my New Jersey Devils. So he leads he leads all rookies in assists with 19. So he'll uh, be one name to consider. Another name to consider is Noah Hannafin. Uh, Jason, Noah Hannafin's being mentioned as some guy to pick as a guy to pick up for uh, for your fa- for anybody's fantasy teams. Is he's available in more than ninety percent of Yahoo leagues as of yesterday. Why the sudden interest in Noah Hannafin as a Flames fan? Um, to be honest, I don't know. He's uh, the games that he has been in. He's he is one of our top defensemen, um, but on, on this Calgary Flames team, that's not saying much right now because we don't have a strong defense this season. But he is definitely uh, up there as one of our uh, one of our top defensemen. Him and um, Giordano kind of struggled a bit to start the season, but he's picking it up uh, the last few games. He's uh, got a few points, but uh, yeah, Hannafin, if he's got his game going, he can be a, he can uh, contribute big time. Yeah, I mean, they they have him uh, listed as somebody who's been the power play a couple times uh, with Daryl Sutter ba- as back as coach. Uh, so he's been elevated yeah. to, uh, to the first line, uh, first power play line. Uh, another name to look out for is Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, other demon to consider, uh, according to NHL.com. Uh, and actually, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson's only rostered in sixty four percent of Yahoo leagues as in Sunday, as of Sunday. Uh, so he's one name that. They're looking out for again. I mentioned Ty Smith, Shane Gossespierre, uh, Jared Spurgeon from Minnesota, Alex Galagoski from also from Arizona, uh, Alec 
Martinez from the Vegas Golden Knights. He's one guy to consider, and so is Nick Letty. Uh, goaltenders. This is – I'm looking at names that I haven't really seen before uh, in this ranking. Uh, Alex Nedelkovic. Nedel Nedelkovic. Nedelkovic. Okay, thank you. From from Carolina. Uh, as you mentioned, Alex, the, the Carolina has kind of been the bugaboo of the of the uh, Blue Jackets this year. What can you tell us about Nedelkovic? Um, he's he's good. Surprisingly, mm. I don't know why. Um, he was their backup behind James Reimer, and he's he's just he's doing very good. Um, he's a solid backup turning into a starting goalie. Uh, you know, James Reimer's been struggling a little bit. I actually have him on one of my fantasy teams. He's been struggling a little bit. Um, but Nedeljkovic is behind him. He's actually doing really well picking up the pieces, and he's he's a very good crease-to-crease goaltender you know he's he's able to move side to side very fast and the one thing that's that's benefiting him is you have a lot of those really fast players trying to do wraparounds especially from tampa florida um carolina or i'm sorry, not carolina um nashville and chicago um so it's he's he's really able to help pick up the pieces where rhymer's fallen off a little bit yeah, well, look at some of the stats he's had so far this year. He's 8-2-2 two, two with a 205 goals against and 929 save percentage in 12 games. In March, he's 6-0-1 with a 181 goals against and a 939 save percentage. Uh, according to NHL.com, they have a, two back-to-backs against Chicago and Dallas, so he could provide some quality starts where needed. Now, here's another surprising name. On this, uh, on the waiver wire list, Cam Talbot. That's a name you haven't really heard in a while. Uh, formerly of the New York Rangers and Edmonton Oilers, uh, he's kind of taken over where uh, uh, Kakanen has kind of struggled a little bit. Uh, but he's won three consecutive games, and the it's it's what one thing that's interesting is that the Wild have the best save percentage in the NHL this season with a nine one nine. Goals against average. So if Kakanen is not picking things up, Kim Talbot is. If Kim Talbot's yep. not picking up the slack, Kakanen comes in and then has been a pretty productive goaltender. Another so, one I wanna, actually – I'm sorry. Ahead. I was going to say another one I actually forgot about. He's a forward. He's a rookie forward, Oliver Wallstrom, for the Islanders. Yep. Uh, he's kind of coming out of nowhere. He's got <laughs> nine goals and seven assists so far. And the only other rookies that have more goals than him right now are – Kirill Kaprizov and uh, Pius Suter for Chicago. So score update: Flyers have tied it against the, against the Sabers. It's now three three with a minute twenty nine left Man. in the third period. Shit, uh, Couturier with a goal at eighteen thirty one. Uh, so this could the be, Sabers can't be seem to story. finish. No, uh, no, I, they cannot finish, and I think the they, last game they won. Was against they've my had, they, They've had a Man. few games where they've been in the lead in the third period and they've blown it. So they, I mean, they've had plenty of opportunity to close games out. They're just not. Well, I'm going to throw some more names out there for for you guys for in fantasy for this week. Montreal is actually starting up practices again. They actually play a game tomorrow against Edmonton at seven o'clock start tomorrow night. Uh, they're coming back. One name that. Uh, NHL DFS has in their projections is Nick Suzuki, uh, who is the center. He has uh, 
he's been skating with Josh Anderson and Jonathan Duen, and he's been on the power play with Anderson Duen, uh, Philip Deneau, and uh, Shane uh, Shea we Shane Shea Weber. So he could be one guy you might want to pick up tomorrow night and put him in your roster. Uh, and as uh, Alex mentioned earlier, uh, Caulfield. Uh, uh, Kel Caulfield from University of Wisconsin, the scoring champion this year in the national in the uh, NCAA, uh, get some time to get his feet wet. And oh, we got a question. We have our first question from Brandon oh. Tinney. I need to pick up a D. I have Petrangelo and, and Ekblad both on IR. Who is someone is nobody is thinking of? First off, oh. shout out to the Boomer logo, old school Blue Jackets mascot. <laughs> um, it, it it's kind of hard to to decide. You know, you want to look for somebody who's solid. Obviously, you're not going to be able to find a a Seth Jones caliber defenseman right now uh, without making a trade. But you know, you could look for somebody like uh, a Ty Smith, a young kid, or Someone that is best thing to do is look for the teams that have the best goal differential. And once you find those teams that have the best goal differential, you know, look at some of the guys on their defense because, regardless, they're going to have solid defense and they're going to get a lot of points, regardless of if it's, you know, shots against or plus minus or anything along those lines. Um, I'd have to look at that. I can I can actually message you if you need to and figure that out. But it, it kind of depends. If you're looking at, for example, ESPN, uh, some of the free agents, one that I would look at is Jordan, um, from Minnesota. He's actually pretty good. He's on 56% of the rosters. Adam Boquist is another one I would highly recommend looking at. He's on 14% uh, from Chicago. And then Dmitry Orlov, he actually is not on very many at all this year. He's been struggling, but he's picking it up a little bit lately. And uh, he actually came, actually ran, ran right back and says, "This is little little boomer, by the way." Yeah, I guess I I guess I like him. We'll see. <laughs> I think well, when, I think a, defense, a, I think a defenseman that I would uh, pick up right now is Adam Fox. Um, he's somebody that not a lot of people think of, but he's been doing really well lately. Yeah, he had an absolutely killer goal against New Jersey a couple weeks ago on the power play. He just went from end to end, skated right past a couple defensemen and put one between uh, <laughs> one between the legs of uh, of Wedge of not Wedgewood uh, 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 Blackwood. So, well, he says Broden is available for Minnesota. So, not a terrible pickup. Uh, I'm looking at the I, would, uh, I would, the. I would possibly even look at Tyson Berry in Edmonton. Yeah, I don't know how many. I don't know how many. Uh, how many? What the percentage of leagues have uh, 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 Tyson Berry right now? I know he's second. Was it second in points right now in the, in the in, amongst defensemen in the league? Mm -hmm. Yeah, now, Brandon, uh, I would definitely move forward with uh, Broden. He's he's uh, averaging one point nine points per game, and Minnesota is doing really well right now. Uh, they have a majority of their Colorado and Vegas games behind them. So, you know, their their next series is up against San Jose. If he's available, I would absolutely move forward with that. Yeah, I'm looking at the DFS projections for uh, this week on, on NHL. The, I was going for with the uh, NHL.com. Uh, they mentioned Philip Ronick from Detroit. Uh, they're playing at – they're at uh, 
for if you're looking for somebody to uh, pick up quickly, uh, he has two points, one sh- uh, one shot on goal, and two blocks uh, in his last two games. Uh, he scored. He's skating with uh, Robbie Fabry, who's on a three-point game streak with one goal, two assists, four shot blocks uh, over the span of the same period. So uh, that's the one guy to look up at. Look at if I mean, it's Detroit. You know, there's still there's still gonna be players out there uh, from Detroit who might be of value. And according to, uh, to according to NHL.com, uh, Philip Ronick, H uh, R O N E K, is one possible suggestion. So. Brandon, thanks for your question. Really do appreciate you uh, commenting. Uh, anybody else want to comment? Go send us a comment in this comment section. We'll if you have a question, if you have a, just a random snarky comment, we we love those too. <laughs> we appreciate those. Uh, but in the meantime, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things. Oh no, what happened? Fire <laughs> Buffalo lost. <laughs> oh no, they lost yeah. four three in overtime. Oh yeah. no. They just showed a screen of Taylor Hall, and he looked like the most <laughs> depressed, just lost person on the planet. Oh my god! Wow. Well, Up Buffalo, you, at, least the, at least you got the Bills, Buffalo. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I think if I was Taylor Hall right now, I would even take a pay cut to get the hell out of Buffalo. <laughs> Provorov, Provorov scored the game-winning goal. Yeah, the thing with Taylor Hall and with Buffalo, but if Buffalo is willing to trade him, uh Oh, you're you're breaking up there, Alex. Yeah, I I barely heard any of that. I think he's frozen. He's frozen. No. Oh. Uh, that's that's six. It's uh, I, I think that's, that's sixteen in a row. Sixteen in a row. I think they tied the mark with. Uh, I think they tied the mark uh, with uh, with Pittsburgh in two thousand three, two thousand four. So, yeah, for the most is it the most losses? Lost most lo- a lot. The most losses in a row, I believe, is sixteen. Eighteen losses total in the last eighteen games. Wow. Alex, you back with us, bud? Uh, I think so. There he is. Okay, there he is. All right, excellent. Yeah. So, historical historical proportions happening tonight. And uh, um, Pittsburgh also just beat the Islanders. So. Yep. And Oilers, the Oilers finally got the Schneid against the Maple Leafs. Uh, Darnell Nurse yeah. with the game with the game winner in overtime, seventeen seconds into overtime. So, uh, so Edmonton is climbing up. I believe they overtake. Uh, no, actually, no. They're one point behind Winnipeg now for second place in the in the in the uh, in the, the Scotia North Division. Uh, other scores going on right now: Ducks and Avalanche tied up at one. They're in the first period. Uh, Rentonen has a goal for Colorado, and Heinen has a goal for Anaheim. He tied he tied it up at nine fourteen. So that's going oh, on right yeah, now. Those- those standings that you're looking at, I don't think are updated yet. I think Edmonton's going to leapfrog the Jets now. You're right. I apologize. Yeah, I thought I thought they were two points behind. I apologize if they're Edmonton will be a point behind Toronto. Actually, two points behind Toronto because Toronto got the overtime yeah. loss, so they'll get a point out of this. Uh, other scores, uh, games happening a little bit later tonight: Kings at Golden Knights at 10, it's a ten o'clock start. Jets at Flames also a ten o'clock start at Eastern time, and. 
Wild at San Jose. That's a 10:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start. Uh, Eastern Standard Time start. Gentlemen, do you guys have anything more to add before we sign off? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have you plug your stuff. So, uh, Jason, go ahead and uh, plug your plug your stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm a Puck and Pigskin podcast. I'm on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and you can just search Puck and Pigskin. Uh, I actually launched my very first episode today, so go check it out. And um, yeah, that's it. Alex, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter. As always, I'm super active. Uh, a Nuttle underscore CBJ. You can also find me at the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast at Cannon Hawks Pod. You can also find me in my other podcast the cbj after the blast it's blue jackets post game uh, blue jackets post game podcast at cbj blast and you can also find us on facebook instagram twitter youtube all the good stuff excellent excellent and you can find me at who is ryan mcc on twitter uh my podcast no credentials required we're, we're, re, we're i'm in the midst of rebranding that uh have some exciting times going to cover the capital district, New York area, sports college and pro uh, around for the weekend is available. Most Fridays at 6 30 PM. Uh, this week is not going to, we're not going to have, I'm um, not going to have a show because of good Friday. And, but in the meantime, uh, go ahead and check out past episodes. And if you're watching on the, if you're watching on replay, thank you. Uh, we're going to have the replay up on Twitter a little bit later. Uh, we got knocked off for a, a small amount of time, uh, with some uh, conflict with another one of the belly up, uh, belly up, uh, fantasy channels who I uh, decided to knock us off on Periscope <laughs> briefly. Uh, but our, but our, uh, our, our fantasy head will have that, this video up on the replay on Twitter, uh, after at sometime tomorrow. So, so thanks for watching on replay. Thanks for everybody who watched live on Facebook. We really do appreciate you commenting and we appreciate you asking questions and we're happy to give any kind of knowledge we can give for your fantasy hockey needs. Gentlemen, for Alex, for Jason, I'm Ryan McCarthy and we'll see you in a couple weeks at the trade deadline. Thanks guys. Peace. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the debut episode of Belly Up Fantasy Live Hockey Edition. Yeah, what's new? It's, it's uh, grass is green, water's wet. Kind of the league in points. So that first period, and they've been able to hang on to the lead. Here's Evander Kane trying to get away from Chickwood. He's gone. Speaking of coaching, really quick, I'm curious to see if. The situation with Vegas right now, their coaches are all in COVID protocol. They One other thing I noticed, especially with the time on ice, you know, you look at Bo Horvat, he's got under 19 minutes, and then Mitch Marner has over 24 minutes.